Welcome back, everyone. So we don't want to grow up podcast. I'm Stacy, and that's Pete. We're here with another spooky season episode. Woo! 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 Oh, please don't bring Country Pete back. <laughs> He's not been released in reality yet, other than to me and you. Well, by the time this episode comes out, he will be. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed him as much as I did. <laughs> I mean, listen, he's a very polite fellow. Well, he can get a little crazy at times because so, it's country pay. <laughs> Woo! Oh, no. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought him up. Sorry about that. So we are trying to crank our spooky season episodes out. We only have a few slots left. I know. It's kind of funny. We randomly picked the movie that we just covered, The Lost Boys, which just came out. And this one, which is Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but we'll get into it. Yes. Obviously, if you clicked on the episode, you already saw what we're covering. But it's kind of funny that since we don't have that many left, but yet we chose two vampire movies back to back. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we have room for one more along with like our my so-called life episodes. Mm-hmm. So we have to put a lot of thought into what we're going to cover. I know I have, but I usually get vetoed. So you are going to have to put a lot of thought into what you want to put out and what I have to watch. I would. Oh, (laughs) you make me out to be just the biggest. You know what? That's all a joke. We agree upon most things other than Robocop and Lethal Weapon. Oh, my God. And Rambo. This again. (laughs) And Transformers. Listen, we're going to cover all of them at some point. Maybe we should just do a thing where we make like a two-hour episode where we talk about all four of those things. The month of Pete. (laughs) It's Country Pete's month. That'll be all January. Yes. When you're on break. I'm not. Yes. When I'm on break, just get McNair to come over. Good luck. (laughs) Good night and good luck, which is what he says to me when I don't want him to go to sleep first. Yes. I like to be the one to go to sleep first. It just makes me feel safe. And lately, that's not been the case. We've both been a little sick, but I luckily, you know, have been able to sleep during the day some where he still had to work. So I got a lot more rest. So by the time he was done with work, he was like passing out. Yeah. And it's like, normally I'll stay up pretty late. But when I'm sick, it's like a cliff of tiredness. And as soon as I'm tired, I'm going to bed. (laughs) But listen. I mean, I'm not trying to say you shouldn't go to sleep if you're sick, just for me. <laughs> <laughs> I do I my am, best. <laughs> I am implying it. No, um, I don't even know why I was talking about that. Oh, yeah. So last night, yeah. which, you know, you're starting to feel better now. I think it was just because we had a few drinks and we hadn't drank in a little bit. And, yeah. Uh, Rookies. <laughs> and we had watched Halloween Ends out on the patio, which the movie itself is not really scary but it was light out when it started and i was again like i love scary movies but i don't like to feel like i'm in it right right and so once it gets dark out i don't want to be watching a scary movie outside unfortunately it got dark like right it was like seven minutes of the movie like yeah yeah, like all the really scary stuff (laughs) the tense stuff 
it got dark and like our motion light, you know, we have cameras and stuff all over and our motion light goes off on the side of the house and we hear a noise in the woods. <laughs> and I was just like a skittish kitten out there. And just this week, a ghost bumped into me on the porch. Like literally it's on video where <laughs> I get pushed by a ghost. He does totally react to that. Yeah. And then we we're just going outside to get some fresh air. Right. Like yesterday, was it yesterday? The day before? I don't know. It was the day we were starting to feel a little bit better. Right. And we, we went to sit on the front porch swing and you had a drink in your hand and all of a sudden you felt something hit. Something your, hit my hand. Your hand. And he spilled his I, drink I all over the porch. My, all my over the swing. orange soda. Yeah. It was, uh, I was like, do we have a porch ghost? I guess we have a porch ghost. Are we haunted? Yeah. Because when I was out getting like all the equipment in, because you had noped out at that point. It was too dark and it was too late. Oh, yeah. And you carried. We're back to some last stuff night. In. Yes. This was like back, back to, to last movie. night. You were inside watching as I was carrying the rest of the I stuff. I was ready in. to hold the open you the were. door for you. You were on door duty. Then, like you said, the motion like kept going off at the garage. <laughs> and I kept hearing things <laughs> in the woods to where my head was on a swivel. I'm not normally scared, yeah. but I was like. Yeah, I'm going to get this stuff real quick. Get it. <laughs> it got to you, too. I don't want the porch ghost coming and saying hello again and tripping me when I've got the TV in my hands. True. It's a real prankster. <laughs> but all of that was to say that last night, you know, we were up for a while after that because that was still kind of early. Yeah. We were watching the UK version of the show Ghosts. Superior to the US show. Yes. Now, there are two different versions. We watched the UK version first and we tend to lean on that side. Mm -hmm. We just enjoy that better. So... I feel like we're Britons at heart. <laughs> we just can't move there for some reason. <laughs> we tried, though, to um, to give the U.S. version a try. And I think it was just too soon after it we had finished watching the other one last yeah. year. Yeah, like last year. I've heard very good things about the U.S. show. Yeah. But yeah, it felt like somebody trying to imitate the U.K. show. Which, which is it, what they were doing. Is what they're doing, yeah. right? So I figure we... We go through the UK run until it's all the way done. And then we could maybe come back. Yeah, give it a little time. Yeah, give it a little time. It's a fun idea, though. I really, it it, I highly recommend it. The UK version is on HBO Max. Right. Well, I think the US version is on Hulu. Anyway, <laughs> so we, that was like our palate cleanser because it's like, you know, has a spooky tone to it, but it's not. Yeah. It's a, it's a great show. It's funny. like heartwarming and funny and yeah. it's wonderful. But anyway, we finally went to bed and you were like... I was like, wait on me because I had to go, you know, go get ready for bed. And you're like, I'm out. Good night and good luck. <laughs> Man, I am funny sometimes. <laughs> and I think I zonked out pretty quickly. You after did. That. You were out. I could your tell. sister texted us to see if we were up and like you were immediately snoozing. Right. Because I'll listen to an audio book when I go to sleep and I don't remember any of it. Like yeah. as soon as it started talking off to sleepland, I went. <laughs> So before we get into our show and tell and our episode, I just wanted to add, you know, we re-released our Halloween special from 2020. The original. The original. And I didn't get a chance to listen to that one before we re-released it, like right. for added commentary. I wish that I had because I listened to it after it came out and there were so many things that I wanted to comment on. So I'm going to comment on them now. Listen, it's a good thing. This is our show <laughs> and we can do whatever the f we want to do. <laughs> So first of all, in that episode, I mentioned how Chucky, we all know Chucky from Child's Play, reminded me of my cricket doll that I had in the 80s. And at the time, you hadn't even heard of her. I had not. Right? So we've come a long way, baby. Mm -hmm. I explained how, you know, she was a talking doll who had a similar face shape to Chucky. 
and that she was on my list of toys that I wanted to add back to my collection. Yeah, mainly via purchases. Yes, so I I could find on eBay or, or whatever. It made me smile, though, because little did I know that a little over a year later, I would be reunited with my original cricket doll mm-hmm. that you pulled down from my mom's attic. And she still looks great. She does. She's in great shape. I just need to redo her hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I still have her sweater. I need to dig through, though. I do have like this big Winnie the Pooh hamper that was also in the attic that's mm-hmm. full of doll clothes. So I need to see if her skirt is in there. I'm sure her shoes are long gone, but. Anyway, it just it made me happy to like yeah. hear that and be like, wait, I have her now. <laughs> My cricket doll, not yeah. somebody else's cricket doll, the one I played with. So I love that. Also, I mentioned my mystery Halloween costume that I had found only one picture of before where I didn't. It was like one of the Ben Cooper costumes with the plastic mask and the smock, the smock, basically, (laughs) that you tie over the plastic thing, you know, that you tie over your clothes. And I only had a picture with no mask. And I was trying to figure out what costume this was. I felt like it was a Barbie, but I couldn't find it anywhere. And so I had put it out to the internets <laughs> and asked, you know, the We Don't Want to Grow Up community if anybody recognized it. Of course, several people ID'd it for me pretty quickly, you know, to help me determine that it was the Peaches and Cream Barbie, which was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And another attic find was a huge photo album. Yes. With tons of pictures. And Jam-packed I, with pictures. I know. And I found two pictures where I'm wearing the mask. And my friend Kim, who is my neighbor, is actually wearing the same costume. Uh, So in the picture, there's a picture of us. I actually just posted it on Instagram today. So by the time this episode comes out, it'll be probably a week or two later. But Kim was younger than me, so she's a little shorter than me. But there's just she was also wearing peaches and cream. So there's two little creepy peaches and cream (laughs) masks at different heights. And also, I recently found the costume on eBay and I bought it. She bought it. I bought it. It was very cheap. It wasn't in the box or anything. No, but it's cool. I'm going to, we have an idea for it. Is that the one we're going to show? That's right. We'll share a video of it. Yes. (laughs) We have to do that soon though. But I also found some pictures where I'm wearing a lemon meringue costume from Strawberry Shortcake, Mm -hmm. which is also the same like Ben Cooper plastic mask and the same with a Cabbage Patch Kid costume. And they are so freaking creepy. Super creepy. I (laughs) I feel like that Cabbage Patch Kid, that was top-notch creepy. Yeah. That's one that a lot of people have sent me pictures wearing that same costume, and it never (laughs) ceases to freak me out. It reminds me of The Strangers. Yeah. Which, if you haven't seen that movie and you want to scare the bejesus out of yourself. Watch that. Go ahead and watch that. Watch that on your back patio at night. (laughs) I dare you if it's your first time. I mean, hey, it's got some nostalgic people. You got Liv Tyler. You got Scott Speedman. That's true. Ben from Felicity. Yeah. A little bit of violence. A lot of bit of violence. A lot. Yeah. That's not nostalgic. No. And the last thing I wanted to comment on, we were just in New York Mm -hmm. a week ago and you showed me the site (laughs) of your frozen rope moment where you egged a classmate. (laughs) Poor little Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) And you had talked about that in the episode that we re-released. What you did not show me, though, is the creepy house that you talk about that you never wanted to go up to. Oh, we passed by it like six times. Yeah, you didn't tell Just me. down the street from my parents' house. Didn't show it to me. Oh, man. So next time. Next time. Yeah. Though there is, I mean, there are so many great houses up there. They're all, you know, older, but just beautiful. And well, they're not all beautiful, but but many of them are just gorgeous. And those streets, I just imagine like little you, you know, getting your candy stolen from you in front of these beautiful houses. <laughs> that was in Brockport, actually. Oh. In Sweden Village. 
for anybody oh. that uh, knows anything about Brockport. Yes. It was the big housing tract. Okay. Well, there is one really scary house, though, that you come up to, and it's like they had to put an X on the door so that people don't run into it. Where's that? Oh, that is on the corner of Herd Road, H-U-R-D, and West Ridge Road. If you all could look it up, it is such a scary looking house. I mean, it, it looks like it's been abandoned for years. Yeah. I mean, if you search for Holly, New York, find Herd Road, and then, yeah, it's, it's at the intersection there. But it has been abandoned since I've been alive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Every single time I see it, I just, it like, I, I get a chill up my spine. Yeah. I considered going in there a few times, but I never did. I would not do that. I have no idea what would be in there. No idea. But if any of you know anyone that has been in there, let us know. I'm yeah. very curious about it. I wonder if we have any listeners from Holly outside of my family. I know we have people like in the Rochester area. Yeah. But we should advertise in my hometown sometime. Let's do it. Put up some posters. <laughs> Okay, it's show and tell time. Show and tell. You ready? Yes. Who's coming up this week? This week we have Tyler. Tyler. Tyler was born in 1984. Tyler's favorite 80s movie, Top Gun. He is an avid listener, so he has some HMs. (laughs) He's got Batman and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Straight shout on that Temple of Doom. I love Temple of Doom. I feel like that was like a Sunday afternoon movie that my dad would have on. Oh, really? Yeah. That was a theater movie for me. I think I went a couple times. I can still remember. I feel like I might have seen it in a theater. Yeah, like them ripping the heart out of that guy. Mm-hmm. Wild. All right, favorite 80s song, Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr. If there's something strange in your neighborhood, who you gonna call? Timely for yes. spooky season. Yeah, good. I think he sent this to me like in March. You oh, know, really? I don't get around to these right. because there's a there's a long list, but <laughs> it's kind of fitting. Favorite 90s movie. Also your fave, Fight Club. HM's Demolition Man and Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Favorite 90s song, Self-Esteem by the Offspring. Favorite 80s or 90s TV show covers both of them, The Simpsons. Yeah, I feel like that covers now four decades, Yeah, (laughs) which is wild. Also fitting because we watched last year so many of the Treehouse episodes for our uh, animated Halloween special. We did, yeah. So check those out. There's still so many more we haven't seen. I would love to. We actually should watch some more this year just for for fun. Just for fun. Toy that he loved most as a child, Power Master Optimus Prime. Nice. I was just telling my little nephew about this new Optimus Prime that's come out. Oh, it's amazing. Amazing. Fully automated. You can say, you know, Optimus Prime, transform, and it transforms itself, has all the sounds. It's like $1,000. I was going to ask. I've thought about it. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite book that he loved as a child or teenager, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer and The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. I've read them both. Yeah. They were in my little tiny books. (laughs) Favorite place to go in the mall in the 80s, 90s, or early 2000s, Camelot Music. That's the music store we had. Yeah. Did you have Camelot or did you have something different? Uh, I don't remember. Mm. I actually went to a local store for the majority of my CDs and tapes because it was right in Brockport. This is what we had in the mall. I wasn't a big mall goer. Missed out. I did. (laughs) And, you know, we ask our question, anything else you'd like to add? And he said, in the sixth grade, 1996, these two eighth grade girls who lived on my block invited me over to watch a movie they rented. 
Empire Records. A few days later at school, some ninth grade girls were talking about Rex Manning, and one of them said to me, it's okay, you don't know who that is. And I went, sexy Rexy. <laughs> later that day, her sister who was in my class passed me a note. Sarah wants to know how you know Rex Manning. And I replied, tell her I want to know how you don't know who he is. <laughs> Already flexing those uh, movie... Movie chops. Movie chops. You know, it, it's funny how... I mean, I think people still do it now where you, yeah. you get like this elitist feeling about movies that you know and you yes. kind of think other people don't know them. And if they don't know them, then... You know, like, how do you not know that? How do you not know? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny how even at a young age, like, you know how to, like, use that as, I don't know, clout. That's use right. it for clout. <laughs> I know. Oh, Rexy, you're so sexy. You're so sexy. <laughs> but, you know, as you all know, I love Empire Records. Yes, so you do. It's a fun story. And then he added, you guys and this group are the best. Well, thank you very much, Tyler. Thanks, Tyler. You may be seated. If you would like to participate in our show and tell... You can email us at we don't want to grow up pod at gmail.com. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at we don't want to grow up pod. You can also find us on TikTok at we don't want to grow up. We've got our Facebook group, the Cozy Club, fans of we don't want to grow up. And if you would like to help support the podcast or just have access to 40 plus bonus episodes, you can come over to our Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. You can donate $4 or more per month and that helps support the podcast and what we've got going on. And it also makes us happy. That's right. (laughs) All right. Time for our feature presentation. The year 1992. We're so serious. Very serious. <laughs> the movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I love that song so much. <laughs> I just have to say before we get into it, that song is what's playing in that opening scene. It would be amongst my list of favorite moments, but trust me, I've already got plenty of those. You so do? I'm going to slide this in right here. That's right. So we're in the high school gym. There's a basketball game going on and lots of cheerleading, like a really long section of cheerleading. Yes. And it's not great. No. Either. (laughs) But is it representative of what a high school? Yeah. I mean, if you're not like a competitive team. You know, there are very young people who are very serious about their cheerleading. There are acrobats everywhere. Yes. This felt, it actually felt kind of authentic to like what just a regular cheerleading squad for a basketball team in 1992 would be. I feel like we saw a equal representation of this on our trip up to New York for the soccer game. No, you cannot (laughs) disparage the Buffy and the Vampire Slayers Don't you disparage my hometown school's cheerleading squad. I am sorry. (laughs) They had cheerleaders for soccer. First They've always all. had cheerleaders for I've soccer. I've never heard of that in my life. They're the only one in that section. There's sections in New York. They're yeah. the only ones, I think they're still section five, that have soccer cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because you don't have a football team, right? They do now. They do have oh. a football team. They didn't when I was there. Are those the same cheerleaders for football? They, they would use the same cheerleaders across all sports yeah. when I, mean, I was that's, there. They did that in my school too, but yeah. not for soccer. Well, there's this one girl who had, I mean, she had a voice on her. Are you you're talking about at the game we watched? Yeah. For our nephew. Um, listen, it was just, I, it's been a while, right, since I've seen a high school cheerleading squad, but yes. it was a little sad. It reminded me of this. 
No, this is way better. <laughs> they are way better. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I disagree with if anyone from Holly is listening, I disagree with her. Good I'm job, Holly so Hawks sorry. cheerleading squad. Also, what I think is hilarious is like the crowd was all yelling at them to move. <laughs> they were yelling at even the hometown crowd like, move, move, because they uh somebody couldn't throw the ball in. Because <laughs> they were in the way and they were hollering at them. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I was laughing. I felt bad for them, but it just was not – it was not good. Yeah. I remember in one of the games I was watching as a kid, one of the girls got absolutely rocked in the Ooh, head. You do not want that. Ooh. Concussion. Yeah. I think she did get a concussion. Yeah, I bet. And I actually – watching this, I think this is why – as a young teen, I really started liking the yellow-purple combo. Okay. I'm not giving any credit to the Lakers here. <laughs> it's all because of Buffy the Vampire Just Slayer. Buffy, not the Lakers. They right. did, definitely didn't steal that from the Lakers. Sure, they did not. I mean, listen, you can only have so many color combos in the world. That's true. So you're bound to have other yellow and purple teams. But I love how they had, like, they're basically had, like, unitards. And then the cheerleading outfit over it. Right. So their top could be like a belly shirt, but they just had the purple unitard under. So you couldn't see their skin. But I just thought that was so cute. Very cute. <laughs> I just wanted to add to before we give our summary and fun facts and everything. This was another thing I had mentioned on that Halloween special. Okay. We, you know, we were touching on all different scary movies, Halloween movies, everything. And I mentioned Buffy the Vampire Slayer and how my sister took me to see it in the theater because Luke Perry was in it. Right. And we both were huge 90210 fans. Love Dylan McKay. Love Luke Perry. May he rest in peace. And I just remember thinking it was so funny because I wasn't scared and I was 12. Yeah. And my 21 year old sister was terrified. What was she scared of? She hates vampires or she hated vampires, although now she's grown to love them because she just I actually didn't get to go with them because I was sick. But she just took my niece on the Vampire Diaries tour right. in Atlanta this past week. And she's all about it. She loves vampires now. But at the time, she was so scared because I told you she also well, took me to see Interview with a Vampire and yes. she was terrified then, too. She loves the CW vampires because they're, you know, they're sexy. Yes. We could get her some scary vampires still and scare her. Well, we could try. Yes. I wonder. Well, no, that's probably why I never saw the Lost Boys when I was a kid, because she didn't do vampires. I wonder about Fright Night. Could we get her with oh, Fright Night? Yeah, we should try that. Yeah, we do like a, a vampire triple play. I well yeah okay I was trying to think of a movie with like scary vampires but they just obviously even the cheesy ones were scary to her yeah well so. listen that it wasn't cheesy back in the day I mean was it in this movie yeah I didn't see it back in the day so I don't know I mean it's you cheesy saw it now. now yeah I mean still cheesy I mean I loved RoboCop back in the day and it's probably a little cheesy now <laughs> or maybe RoboCop 3 <laughs> All right, so tell us about this movie. So it's a comedy horror film directed by Fran Rubel Kazooie. <laughs> Kazooie. <laughs> Kazooie. It's about a valley girl cheerleader named Buffy Summers. So Buffy meets a mysterious man named Merrick who informs her that she is the slayer. She's the chosen one. She's the one woman called to defend the world from vampires. Now, it takes some time before she realizes and agrees that what he's saying is true. And she begins to train with him while also trying to maintain her normal life with her friends, her boyfriend. She's doing the cheerleading that you were talking about. She's got a lot to juggle. 
Yes. And the people in her life suck, basically. But they can tell that she's acting different and they start to pull away from her. And she finds solace in the town outcast, who happens to also be very hot, (laughs) Pike. And together they come against the very old and powerful vampire, Lothos. Lothos. (laughs) So our cast, we have Christy Swanson as Buffy. Luke Perry as Oliver Pike. And as I mentioned before, passed away in 2019. He was only 52. We have Rutger Hauer, who played Lothos, who sadly passed away in 2019 at the age of 75. Yeah, I think they passed just a couple months apart from each other. Yeah. Donald Sutherland as Merrick. Paul Rubens as Amelin. Hilary Swank in her film debut as Kimberly Hanna. Kimberly. <laughs> Paris Vaughn as Nikki. <laughs> Michelle Abrams as Jennifer or Jenny. I just have to mention that I remember her as the mean girl, Amanda, who crashes the slumber party in season one of Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, that's her? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. She's actually a great actress that she could come in and, you know, she was awful out in 90210. And then on here, she's like so ditzy and bubbly. Right. (laughs) Just kind of goes along (laughs) with what everybody else wants. She's got a very big range. I always thought she was so pretty. Yeah. Randall Battenkoff plays Jeffrey, who is Buffy's boyfriend. Now, listen, obviously, lots of these people have been in lots of things. And, you know, we're not going to mention everything that everyone's been in. But I feel like some of them who are lesser known, I think it's fun to just talk about a few of the things we remember them in that might be kind of obscure. But I saw Randall first in the movie Four Keeps with Molly Ringwald. Have you ever seen that? (sighs) I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if anybody ever needs, um, I I feel like this movie is like the best form of birth control (laughs) do they have a baby yes and they're very young and it's like not good like they definitely do not glamorize it i like that like show the reality (laughs) i remember thinking i mean i was a kid yeah and i definitely should not have been watching this movie (laughs) but i remember thinking like i am never having a kid or i do not want to have a kid when i'm a teenager right because that seems like a lot of work (laughs) David Arquette plays Benny. Yes. Stephen Root played Principal Gary Murray, which, you know, many people know from Office Space. Yes. The stapler. The red stapler. But also he played, do you, I don't know if you remember season one of True Blood. Oh, that's right. He was Eddie the Vampire. That He was, wasn't the one he? that was so nice. He was very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. I forgot about that. And also, this is like one of the only times we get a principal and not a vice principal. Right. I was going through the credits looking for vice principal. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's actually principal. All right. I also love how he like knocks out Hillary Swank because she's having a yeah. panic attack. And he just slams her yeah. head into the wall. Yeah. It's like, and listen, it's not the first time that guy's done that. You know, he knew what to do. <laughs> Like normally you see somebody slap somebody when they're freaking out right. to get them to calm down. And he just slams her head. He's like, yeah, we got to move on from this real quick. Whack. <laughs> you got to chill out. <laughs> we have Natasha Gregson Wagner as Cassandra. Or as some people say, Cassandra. Cassandra. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha Jensen as Grueler. And you kept saying how he, you know, he was so familiar. And I reminded you that a few years later, we would see him donning some overalls and playing Dawn in Days to Confused. Yes, the overall guy. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Jane plays Zeph. Candy Clark played Buffy's mom. And the uncredited Ben Affleck as basketball player. Number 10. (laughs) (laughs) There are a lot of uncredited people that we know here. Yeah. We also have Ricky Lake. 
She played Charlotte. She even had a name and was uncredited. Yeah. She was a waitress in the scene where Buffy and Pike meet for the first time. She waited on Pike and Benny. I feel like you're good enough friends with Ricky now where you could actually ask her why she's uncredited. (laughs) Ricky and I are besties. Besties. Me, Ricky, and Adam Devine. You three are quite the trio. (laughs) It's funny because... Ricky Lake and Adam Devine follow us on yeah. Instagram. And anytime that either of them like like one of my posts or share one of my posts or something, I have a joke that, you know, my best friend. Yes. My best friend, Adam Devine, just shared our post. Listen, I just think you got to hit her up on a DM and just ask her. I want to know. I really do want to know. Maybe I'll ask her. Do it. I'll you try can, it. You have access to the account. Just That's go true. In. I'll just go do it. <laughs> also uncredited Seth Green. Yes, he played a vampire. He's in it for about three seconds. And I think about two of them, you see the back of his head. He's getting kicked by Buffy outside the school gym. It's funny, though, because he's recognizable even the back because, you know, it's him. Like you can tell which one is him. But this is fun because he, you know, went on to star in the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He played Oz. I wonder if this was before or after Bill Murray dumped him in a trash can. (gasps) (laughs) Uh, No, you did not bring that story up. That's terrible. He was just a kid at that point, Bill. This was obviously after that. You know what? Okay. I recently saw a post on TikTok where Seth Green is being interviewed. I cannot think of the name of the podcast I think he was on. And I shared it with Pete because it was upsetting. Yeah. Because I think even in our either Ghostbusters episode or Groundhog Day, we were talking about how much we love Bill Murray and how we had never heard anything bad about him. And you know, always heard about these great encounters and Seth Green is telling this story about the first time he met him when he was a kid and Bill was just awful to him. He was. I also saw it on Reddit. So it's like, you know, it's definitely making the rounds. But uh, yeah, not a great story for Bill, but very funny from Seth the way he told it. Yeah. Not funny, but funny. Not funny. Not funny. (laughs) (laughs) And then the final uncredited actor, Alexis Arquette, was there as a vampire DJ. At the prom or at the Mm -hmm. dance. And Alexis passed away in 2016 at the age of 47. All right. So fun facts. This film debuted at number five in the North American box office and eventually grossed 16 million against just a seven million dollar budget. It's impressive, right? It is. Alyssa Milano was originally set to play Buffy. Huh. Trying to think of her in that role. I could see it. Yeah. So Joss Whedon was not particularly happy with the way that the director took this movie. And in 1997, he obviously got another shot at telling the story when he did the television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer, starring Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy, which debuted on the WB. Now, it ran for seven seasons, and we have yet to watch it. It's kind of like how I feel about Charmed. Like, I do think about giving it a try, and especially now that I don't hate Sarah Michelle Gellar anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Although it's like, Our Joss Whedon-like has gone down quite a bit. I know. I just, certain things that I didn't jump on board as they were happening, sometimes things happen that kind of ruin it a little bit. Yeah. One more thing about Joss, and then we're done with him. But apparently, he couldn't stand working with Donald Sutherland. He had some pretty terrible things to say about him. I don't know if they're true or not. But honestly, to me, it's kind of invalidated considering what nearly everyone who has ever worked with Joss has to say about him. Yeah, it's like you got to consider your source at that point, unfortunately. Right. 
And I love Donald Sutherland, so personally, I didn't want to dig into it too much and have my soul crushed. Yes, we'll just leave it. You know, <laughs> we'll leave it as it is. If you know bad things about Donald Sutherland, don't tell me. Don't tell Unless us. Unless they're really, really bad to yes. where I wouldn't want to align with him. Right. <laughs> like Christy Swanson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this was Paul Rubin's first major film role after his notorious arrest. Yes. He did appear in Batman Returns earlier in 1992, but that was just a cameo. Although it's kind of funny when you think about it, because Paul Rubens is unrecognizable in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, absolutely. It's like, I remember being shocked to find out that it was him. Right. So I bet that's why. (laughs) But they were like, we'll put you in this movie because (laughs) nobody will know that it's you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We all know Luke Perry played the legendary and unforgettable Dylan McKay who dated Brenda Walsh in the early seasons of Beverly Hills 90210, mm-hmm. played by Shannon Doherty. Brenda. <laughs> this was just like a tie-in because in the fun facts information that I look up on Wikipedia and IMDb and everywhere, you know, they say like she's besties with Sarah Michelle Gellar. So that mm-hmm. was like the fun Buffy tie-in. Yeah. But then I went and looked and I was like, I wonder if they're still best friends, you know, because who knows when the person right. put this fun fact there. Drum roll, um, please. Well... I can say this. Sarah still follows Shannon on Instagram, but it looks as though Shannon does not follow Sarah. Oh, not a friendship. So I don't know. I mean, I remember them posting things about each other in kind of recent years, but I'm negatively or positively. Oh, positively. Hmm. But it just made me wonder if something happened. Or maybe Shannon just doesn't realize she's not following Sarah. Yes. And I'm just spreading misinformation. Maybe she has somebody for that. Maybe. That went through a whole defollow thing. You know, I always think about this with celebrities because you see so many of them. I think in both of their cases, like one of them follows 600 people and one of them follows 500 people. And I'm like, they're probably mostly just following people they know. Yeah. Because for them, it's like their personal page. But I'm like, even for me on our We Don't Want to Grow Up page, like, I don't follow that many people. Right. But I follow more than they do. I follow like 1,500 people or something. Do you? But it's because, well, it's. I think it's because I don't get on my personal account anymore. So I still follow people that- You want to. I want to see their content. Right. You know what I mean? But it's like, do they not have people that they just enjoy their content that they huh? would follow? You know? I don't know. Who knows? They're it's, too big for that. Maybe they're over on Twitter. They don't have enough time for that. Yeah. They're too busy and important. I don't know if we'll have enough time. <laughs> there's always time for bed bath and beyond yes (laughs) so that was a whole lot of unnecessary irrelevant information stop it (laughs) just cut it out that's what we're here for that's what we're here for so andrew lowry randall (laughs) battenkoff lowry mike lowry that's from uh, bad boy sorry andrew lowry randall battenkoff and ben affleck appeared together In School Ties. Also in 1992. Also in 1992. That's interesting, right? Yes, it is. Have you seen School Ties? I have. Do I remember it? No. And Matt Damon, Brendan Fraser, Chris O'Donnell, who I loved. It's loaded. Yeah. But it's been so long since I've seen it. That would be a good rewatch. Yes, it would. This I thought was funny because I do have the DVD. Uh, I don't think I have the VHS of this. But on the back of the DVD cover is a picture of Grueler, Sasha Jensen, screaming as he's about to be bitten by a vampire. But the scene does not appear anywhere in the movie. But it's on the DVD cover? I hate yeah, that. Yeah, I know. That happens a lot. It does. Fine. Yeah. And same with like certain things that are in trailers. Yes. That don't end up in the movie. Yep. 
But when Gruler is later seen to be a vampire at the basketball game, it's kind of implied that Amelin is the one that changed him. Paul Rubin's character. Mm. Which, I mean, he was changing everyone. He was he kind was. of building Lothos's army. His army of vampires. Mm-hmm. This film was financed by Sand Dollar Productions, the production company co-founded by none other than country music legend, Dolly Parton. My queen. Your queen and whose mural we just drove by. Did you share that? I haven't shared it yet on oh. Instagram. I have shared it on TikTok, but okay. I need to share it. Yeah, there's a mural in Ringgold, Georgia, which is where I grew up. We were going to visit my mom, so we had to pass through there. Yeah. And I always pointed out every single time we passed that there's the church where Dolly Dolly. got married because she got married there. And so I guess other people do the same thing. And someone made a big mural of Dolly right there as if we're in Nashville. It's awesome. We're at Dollywood. The same company also co-produced the TV adaptation and the spinoff Angel, but only CEO Gail Berman and co-founder Sandy Gallen's name ever appear on the credits. That is interesting. I, it would have been fun to see Dolly Parton's name. I know. Big splashed name. across the credits. Dolly. Maybe she was trying to get them promoted in the industry. Feels very Dolly-ish. <laughs> I love her. I do too. She's a saint. She's a treasure. She's a natural. She's a national treasure. Definitely not natural. No, no. <laughs> but admittedly. How so. dare you? No. I'm you don't not, talk about my dolly no like that. No shade. It was just funny. She would laugh at that. She would laugh at that. She would have said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so final fun fact, Mick Jagger and David Bowie were set to work together again, playing vampires in the Buffy movie, but time and financial constraints sadly crushed the world's reunion hopes. That would have been so much fun. I know. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Country Pete was there for that. Both Mick Jagger and David Bowie. <sighs> Together again. Together forever. <laughs> Country Pete covering Annie. This is amazing. Wow. <laughs> Audience, what a day. I hope you know how blessed you are to witness this. Oh, okay. Before we get into country mo- country moments. Country moments. Country moments. Country moments with Country P. Country P. It's because we were talking about Dolly, right? Yes. It just summoned you. <laughs> it did. Before we get into favorite moments, I need a potty break. Or should I say bio break like you say at work? That's more appropriate. <laughs> they also say comfort break. Oh, a comfort break. Yes, oh, comfort that's break. what I'm doing. I'm taking a comfort break. You need a comfort break. I do. To get away from Country Pete. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) All right. We're back. We're back. Favorite moments, not country moments. No. Lead us off. Okay. I shall lead. Where I lead, you will follow, like Gilmore Girls. Mm -hmm. This is such a great line. I always think of it. Buffy is trying to resist Merrick. You know, she doesn't want to be the chosen one, right? She just wants to get back to her normal life, pretend that she doesn't know vampires exist. And she says this amazing line. All I want to do is graduate from high school, go to Europe, marry Christian Slater and die. It's very specific, <laughs> it her <is>. dreams. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, at the time, I don't know. I've never, like, I appreciate Christian Slater, but he was never, like, at the top of my list. But several of my friends were very into Christian Slater. Were they? Yes. Okay. I was more into her co-star, Luke Perry. Mm. <laughs> At the time. I feel like there was a period where he was like a kitschy heartthrob. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, he was, you know, a lot of people liked him, but then like. I feel like I see it more now as an adult watching it back. Yeah. Than I did back Back then. then. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But I was also younger. You know, I was 12 at the time. 
All right, my first one, Buffy's whole training montage. That's fun. We get all the flips. We get all the kicks and climbing. Like, she's climbing ropes. We see in the beginning, like, her skill level is so low. Merrick sneaks a sweep the leg in on her. But by the by the end, she's so powerful. She sneaks in a sweep the leg on Merrick. Yeah. And you know the training is complete. She's ready. She's ready. Yeah. But I did love how you see some things, gifts. Yeah, she's will, got abilities. That she already has before she begins training, which is, you know, the clue as to you are the chosen one. Yeah. Like, know. okay, go. <laughs> I love seeing you try to be a cheerleader. Try? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to be a cheerleader in college. What? Yeah, they, they no. were not having me or Josh. On you the and Josh squad. were trying to be cheerleaders. We were going to be cheerleaders, yeah. I just can't take that seriously, not because you're a man, but just because it's you. I just can't see you. You just wanted to meet girls? Yeah. Oh. You were so pretty. You could have done that on your own. You did do that on your own. It's you <laughs> true. Wanted, you just wanted more. Well, yes. You're just greedy. It's very greedy. Greedy boy. <gasps> 13. Greedy boy 13. <laughs> <gasps> if you haven't listened to our um, anniversary episode yes. where we read <laughs> some of our AOL chats, <laughs> I don't know if we actually read them, but we did talk about. We did talk about how them that at was the very your, least. One of your AIM screen names, one of the many. Yes. One of them was Greedy Boy 13. Greedy Boy 13. That is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Number two for me. This is another exchange between Buffy and Merrick that I love. Merrick, I'm not going to croak that easily. I have something that the other girls didn't have. And what might that be, pray? My keen fashion sense. Oh, vampires of the world, beware. (laughs) Merrick, you made a joke. That's good. Are you all right? Do you want to lie down? I know it hurts for the first time, but it was a good joke. I always love the My Keen Fashion Sense. (laughs) And I love, though, that you see Merrick smile and get a little giggle, you know, when she's like, you made a joke. Are you all right? Do you want to lay down? Uh, And then we get a callback to her Keen Fashion Sense when she's going up against Lothos and she holds the cross up and he says, This is your defense. Please, your puny faith. Well, he had lit the crucifix on fire by grabbing it. Yes, like, so this doesn't work on him. Right. too powerful. Too powerful. So then she's like, no. And then she tosses the cap off of a hairspray can and sprays the fire towards him. And then she's like, no. My keen fashion sense. Boom. I like the callback there. All right, my next favorite moment. Amelin has lost his arm after battling with Pike in the van. And, yes. you know, we get a kind of a funny scene of him losing that arm. That's when Amelin gets so upset, he ruined his favorite jacket. Yes. And he's like, kill him a lot. Kill him a lot. <laughs> but we get this exchange later on in the movie between Amelin and Buffy. We're immortal, Buffy. Ah! You can do anything. Oh, yeah? yeah? Clap. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. Yeah. That's smart. It is. And then it leads into Emeline's famous death scene, the very slow. <sighs> You're going to wish you died. Ah. <sighs> 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 
but it's so protracted. Like, I love that scene. It's one of my favorite Buffy scenes overall. It's so great. Yeah. I have to say, though, we were rewatching it again today. And every single time I'm like transported back to being a 12 year old who when he starts kicking the wall as he's like making all of his noises and dying slowly. I always thought the kicking of the wall was like calling some other vampires to come. I was like (laughs) expecting something bad to come. It was like a secret knock kind of thing. (laughs) He was really just in pain and kicking the, the wall. And also, I love the fact that, you know, this is this great death scene that goes on for a long time. And then even in the end credits, there's a stinger where it flashes back on Amelon still still dying, his noises (laughs) still dying. (laughs) Like, is he ever going to (laughs) die? Which, again, I, I said before, we didn't watch Buffy, but what I read, like the TV show, is that, you know, obviously there are a lot of differences right between the movie and the TV show. One of the major differences is the way vampires die. Oh. So I think that they like fade to dust when they die in the show. Yeah. But in the movie, they just die like humans would die. I like the dusting better. Me too. It's very dramatic. Or like burst into flames or something. Yeah. Or it could be like on True Blood where they just turn into a bloody pile. Oh, they explode. They explode. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably one of the better choices that show made. It's so campy, but it's so fun. (laughs) Vampire balloons. I love, though, like all the differences in all the vampire shows. You know, it's like you always have things, uh, similarities, but then, you know, you have to choose like. What do they look like? Yeah. How do they die? How do they feed? How do they sleep? Uh, Can they go in the daylight? Can they see their reflection? Right. It's different everywhere. It is. It's pretty fun. I love vampires. I know you do. (laughs) All right. Number three on my list. This is a romantic moment. So when Pike walks into the dance, surprising Buffy, she doesn't know that he's coming. You have Little Heaven by Toad the Wet Sprocket playing. Nothing more 90s. Then Toad the Wet Sprocket. What a name. And he sneaks up on her, taps her, and then hides. And he grabs a fake flower that's, you know, the decor for the dance and gives it to her. And then he asks her to dance. And this, I remember them showing this even in the trailer for the movie. Where he's like, you know, uh, Buffy, you're not like other girls. Yes, I am. And then they kiss, and it's so perfect. It's such a moment. It is. <laughs> it is. My little 12-year-old heart was a fluttering. And you loved you some clean-faced Luke Perry. Yes, that's another moment, actually, that's an honorable mention. Ah, but okay. I'll, it's okay. We'll come back to it. No, no, it's really quick. Okay. I celebrated, and I still celebrate every single time when he shaves off his soul patch. Now, I told you earlier today that I had a soul patch. I did not actually have just the soul patch. I more so had the bottom half of a goatee Uh because I could not grow the top half. (laughs) So I had, you know, chin hairs with the patch, but no mustachio. Gotcha. But now, of course, I can do all of it. Yes. Very powerful. You have a lot of testosterone. Yes. (laughs) A lot of hair. (laughs) Except it's all white now. Aww. Oh, even my dad commented. Your He's dad like, did comment. Oh, you're getting gray, Junior. I was like, I'm not gray. I'm white, old man. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's just a little salt and pepper. That's right. For now. For now. For now. Listen, you know, the top's still colorful. It's true. That's right. Still <laughs> vibrant. Vibrant. Vibrant with color. <laughs> but yeah, I was very happy when he got rid of the soul patch. Not I my know. fave. Yes. Not your favorite. No. 
All right, my third favorite moment. We get Pike and Benny, a really fun interaction where Benny's outside the window. He's actually floating. He was just changed into a vampire. Just changed, and he's a little hungry. <laughs> he wants Pike to let him in, and we get this exchange. Let me in, Pike. I'm hungry. Go home, Ben. I'm hungry. You're floating. Come on, man. Get away from here. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> You're floating. And I love that Luke Perry. This could be a signs of the time, right? But we'll add it in here. You've been, man. I tried to call your house like 50 times. Pike had called Benny 50 times. Because <laughs> that was something we were saying at the time. I just need 50 bucks. <laughs> I have always loved that scene and just the delivery yeah. that Luke gives there. You're floating. I love it. <laughs> also, it's funny. I mentioned the other Stacy on here a good mm -hmm. bit, but that's one thing she talks about that she still, she has a big window in her apartment and talks about how sometimes she thinks that Benny's going to be floating outside <laughs> her window. <laughs> one of these days, other Stacy. No. <laughs> you're, Let me in. you're safe. You're safe. <laughs> All right. I have a long list of HMs as per usual. I'm per just going to get on into it. I love that every time he shames me, like it's new. And listen, this one is extra long because I loved this movie so much that I really just wanted to reenact. I'm his still eyes. scrolling, scrolling through, my through your HMs. I thought I had a lot. You have doubled me. I just wanted to reenact the movie for you all. Yes. Here's, here's <laughs> Stacy's dramatic reading of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The movie. 1992. So, okay. So many quotes come from this movie. I love them so much. And many of them take place in the first few minutes that we meet Buffy and her friends as they're walking through the mall. Wait, you got it down as Buddy. It auto-corrected to Buddy. <laughs> I saw that earlier. Nearly and I everywhere. It everywhere. <laughs> and listen, this is what happens. I'm taking notes as we're watching the movie, yes. just trying to do it really fast. I'm taking the notes in my phone and the notes app, and it just autocorrects to Buddy. And I don't have time to fix it because we're watching a movie. I tell you, the amount of autocorrections that are completely and utterly wide of the mark. I know. Are ridiculous on iPhone. Now. I feel like it's gotten even worse since it we has got our new phones. The new phones on the new iOS version, I think we're on 16 or something like that. But... It's not even close. Like I was going through and reading my notes and I'm like, I got no idea what I was saying. It's like the word action right here doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so I had to go <laughs> rewatch sections. It like doesn't even have the same letters. It's not close. It's so annoying. Good job, Apple. Shame yourself. Shame. Now we're never going to get Apple to sponsor us. Well, listen, there's always Android. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Big sidebar. <laughs> So the quotes, okay, I was talking about how Buffy, not Buddy, and her friends are walking through the mall, they're going to the movies, just them deciding what movie they're going to see was thrilling because of the way they spoke, right? Right. I missed Valley Girl when it came out in 1983, I was four, right. you know, yeah. and I guess it was just not one of the ones my sister introduced me to in my preteens. Mostly it was, she just did all the John Hughes movies mm -hmm. pretty much. But anyway, so this language, this way of speaking was new for me and it kind of sucked me in okay. as a 12 year old. There were so many, so many one-liners and comebacks that spoke to my little heart. Buffy's talking about one of her teachers telling her she has no sense of history. And she says, I have no sense of history. He wears a brown tie. They're talking about that classic yellow leather jacket. It's so lush. It's so lush. 
And then we get like, what's the sitch? I'm bored. And the jacket is so five minutes ago. I thought that look was over. And then later you get excuse much, rude or anything. And then take a chill lozenge. And get out of my facial. Get out of my facial. <laughs> and then, oh, sounds toasty, which means like sounds good or yeah. hot. You know what I mean? Did people actually say toasty? I don't remember. I that. hope they did. I hope so. Because I love it. I love it. We got to bring that back. <laughs> I want to. Put it on a shirt. Sounds toasty. Sounds toasty. With a picture of the brave little toaster. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My first HM, Buffy's first two kills in the graveyard. Yeah. Like, she crushed it. She was ready. All that training with Merrick, it paid off. But even better, the, do you have any gum line with Merrick? And he's like, no. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, she can't be bothered. She's sitting on a fresh grave. She needs some gum. She needs some gum. All right. We've already talked a little bit about the cheerleading situation. But I have to say, and I was probably an annoying to watch this with because I say all the lines and I did the cheers with them. I love their cheers. We've got some of my faves. Okay, dribble, shoot, shoot. Take that ball to the hoop, hoop. And I even know the hand motions. The hand motions, you've got the dance down. I just did them. You're hip man. Hip man. (laughs) And then they have, ready, okay. How funky is your chicken? How funky is your chicken? How loose is your goose? I don't feel like my school cheerleaders had as fun a cheers. Maybe they did, but. I mean, we had the, we want another one, just like the other one. One more one. And then it's like, depending on which team, in or out. Oh, we did have fun cheers. I actually just found a video that I forgot I had that's like a compilation of home videos that my friend's dad took at our pep rallies. Oh. And like us doing all the cheers with the cheerleaders and we knew every single cheer. We were doing all the hand motions with them. Right. We're like, at one point, you know, we'd be in the bleachers and like me and five of my friends would be down in the front on the floor doing all the cheers with the cheerleaders as they're standing in front of us. Ridiculous, but it's so fun. (laughs) It is fun. And I will say at the soccer game, there were parts of the Holly school crowd that were getting into it with them, with the cheerleaders, you know, because the Kendall team. I mean, that's a big game for the school. It is a big rivalry game. The Kendall supporters would start their Kendall chants without any cheerleaders. And then the Holly cheerleaders and crowd would respond. It was actually quite fun. Exactly how I remembered it. Oh, that's cool. Except we used to beat the crap out of the Eagles. <laughs> or my second HN, when Buffy, before the training montage, catches the knife that Merrick throws at her. I mean, just like whoosh, right out of the air. You can tell at that point, she is the chosen one. She is. If she hadn't been, she wouldn't have been able to catch it. She is now. If she wasn't before. Oh, she was. Oh, she was. The <laughs> whole time. <laughs> you threw a knife at my head. At my head. And you caught it. <laughs> Okay. Small moment, but when Buffy and Pike meet, like Pike and Benny hate Buffy and her friends. Mm -hmm. You know, like when he asks her what her name is and she says Buffy and he's like, of course it is. You know, they're not into it at all. And then when he tells her his name is Pike, she says, Pike isn't a name. It's a fish. I mean, I don't know anybody named Pike. Well, it's actually his last name. I don't know anybody with the last name of Pike. Well. Oh, wait. There was a Bills player, Mark Pike. 
There you go. And I do so know do. one. Yeah. And it's not a fish. It's a name, Buffy. Come on. <laughs> so after their encounter, like Pike and Benny's encounter with Buffy and her friends at the theater and then at the restaurant, Benny and Pike are walking and they're just talking crap about them. Yeah. But then Benny's like talking about Buffy and he's just talking about what he'd give to be with a girl like that or whatever. And Pike's like, you don't even like her, but you sleep with her. What is that? You know, Mr. Moral High Ground here. And Benny says, I got a newsflash for you. Another shot of this and I'd have sex with you. (laughs) And then Pike says, oh, yeah, then you never call me. And I love that so much because it's like they're buddies. And I don't know. I just like that, you know, some guys would be like, you know, like, don't say that, whatever, like freak out about it. And he's just like, just makes a joke about it. Right. You know, like funnier. Not a big deal. Right. Okay. My next HM. We get Grueler, who is attacking Buffy, and she tries to remind him that they're friends. Yes, I love this because she's like, remember my birthday? You drank all the blueberry schnapps and looched on my mom. Right. (laughs) Who says looched? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Puked? (laughs) Yes. And he's like, and now I'm a god. And then right after that, we get Luke Perry with this great kill. Boom. Stakes him and says, and now you're a coat rack. (laughs) <laughs> comes in and saves the day. He does. We didn't even know he was there. Right. Buffy didn't even know he was there. No. A small moment, but when Merrick shows up in the locker room, which he does often, and he always manages to catch Buffy in there totally alone. Right. But Buffy had started to take off like her top layer of shirts, and then she sees him, and she's like, what are you doing here? This is a naked place. <laughs> Like, who calls it that? This is a a naked place. (laughs) (laughs) I love the moment when Pike gives Buffy his jacket and she's about to go out and fight all the vampires. Yes, they're at the dance. She's got this fancy dress on and she's about to go. Like, he had brought all these steaks and stuff. She didn't even come prepared. Right. She's taken off, but he's like, Buff, wait. It also cracks me up how he's suddenly decided he's going to call her Buff Buff. and not Buffy. I wonder if they do that in the show. I don't know. I mean, there are a lot lot of people that are big fans of the show, so let us know. But he tosses his jacket to her. Yeah. And she doesn't even question it. She's like, yeah. I'm going to put this on. I'm going to restrict my movement to look badass. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's hilarious, too, because it's like, let's waste... 10 seconds of people being killed outside for me to put this leather jacket on. Right. You don't want to mess up your dress, not the top of it. (laughs) No, but it's more so about looking badass. Oh, yes. That's the point. (laughs) Okay. So this moment is actually between Buffy and her boyfriend, Jeffrey, before they split when things were still good. Yeah. And the song, I Ain't Gonna Eat My Heart Out Anymore by Divinals is playing. And it's just this moment. Where it's a montage and Buffy like kisses Jeffrey and then goes away and he just kind of watches her go and then she runs and jumps back on him. Yeah. And even though I didn't want her with him, you know, I wanted her with Pike from the second. The movie started just because I knew Luke Perry was in the movie. Yes. But this moment always stuck out to me as feeling romantic and probably because of the music. And that just had to be mentioned. Okay, my final HM. When Pike throws Benny up against the breaker box, I'm sorry, but that definitely would have killed Pike. (laughs) That would not have fried. I mean, maybe it still would have fried Benny, but I'm pretty sure the current would have passed through Benny 
and grounded itself in Pike. So it wouldn't have killed the person touching it? I don't think so. I have no way to test that out. Let's not try. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it would have taken both of them out, but I don't know. No, I feel like it would have just passed through them. But yes, I'm going to have to go look that up at some other point. But I'm going to go out on a limb. It's 50-50. But either way, Pike's not going to make it. Yes, 100% Pike is donezo. Yeah, good call. Okay, my last three HMs are all shockingly Pike moments, okay? So there's a moment when Pike is at Buffy's house after um, they first fought vampires together. Mm -hmm. It's a lot to take in. And, you know, Buffy's there alone because her parents are never home. And Buffy's just talking and talking. And she eventually says, you find yourself babbling to a strange man in your living room. And then the only thing Pike gets out of that whole thing is he says, Are you calling me a man? (laughs) I thought that was really cute. And then there's a moment Right before this, where Buffy lands on Pike, she lands on top of him when they're also fighting vampires. (laughs) Mid-fight. This actually might be right before the other moment I just mentioned. Right. But they land, and then they're just like, hi. The other one's, hi. (laughs) (laughs) And they have a nice little conversation about, like, how he shouldn't have come back. But it's just this little intimate moment, and it gives me butterflies still. The tinglies. (laughs) (laughs) And last but not least, I mean... Final scene of the movie where Buffy goes and hops on the back of Pike's bike. That rhymes. And he looks back at her and it just makes me squeal inside or outside. I, I squealed. You got happy today when we I saw did. it. Like, I oh. love it. It's just this cute little moment. It's it just is. that little Luke Perry smirk gets me every time. You're there for it. Yes. Always and forever. All right. We're going to finish up with our signs of the time. What do we got here? All right. So there's I mentioned before where the girls are all at the mall together. They're leaving the mall and they're all holding the same magazine. Same one. So they all bought the same magazine. And I just love that. There's all of Buffy's outfits, right? Her workout and practice outfits are very so many bright neon colors. So many florals. She is lit up. Yes. All her friends are also always wearing really bright, fun colors, too. I mean, the whole thing with the yellow jacket. Buffy wanted it, and then Hillary Swank's character pretended like it was so five minutes ago because mm-hmm. she didn't want Buffy to get it, only right. to then go get it. Go get it herself. And then she's like, you can borrow it when Buffy was pissed about the fact that she still bought it. And then Buffy loaned it to Cassandra, who ended up getting taken to the lair and killed. Right. And then all all that Hillary Swank's character can think about when she finds out she's dead is that she had her <laughs> her yellow jacket. I feel like this was right before that whole color palette changed. Yes. For what was cool, right? Like Yeah, this was like early 90s still hanging on a little to the 80s yeah. colors, you know? It was about to get real drab. Yeah. And muted. <laughs> Lots sure. of browns. Fall year round. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The grunge scene was ready to take over. We like brown and we like burgundy. Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> but also like she has all of her cut off jean shorts, her plaid shirts and her combat boots. At one point, she's got that green polka dotted button down shirt that's yeah. like tied over a teal tank top. And I don't know. I just love All of her looks, because they're all just things that I never would have been brave enough to pull off. Sure. But I love them. I don't know that I saw a lot of people in this many tights. 
Yeah. Like she's she's in tights in like every scene. Well, she's training not only to be a cheerleader, but to be a vampire slayer. Yeah, but like people that were training to be cheerleaders, I don't think they were in tights like this. Like she's very colorful and tighted up. Yeah, she is. But I mean, hey, it's a movie. Like you have to make- It's cool. You have to give the people eye candy. You do. And if you weren't there for Luke Perry, you were there for For Christy Swanson. Right. So a couple lines that I like are, what's your damage? And does the word duh mean anything to you? (laughs) Remember when duh was such a thing? It was such a comeback. Duh. Duh. (laughs) It was like duh and psych. (laughs) Psych. Psych. (laughs) Also, what's your damage? In your face. (laughs) In your face. Yeah. Also, remember like all that in a bag of chips. Mm -hmm. There's so many great phrases that only fit in the 90s. They did. That's where we need. Or 80s. Both. Both. That's where we need our time machine to just go listen. I know. Be like, oh, I forgot about that one. All that in a bag of chips. (laughs) Also, what's your damage is Heather's as well. Yeah. You know, like that's probably where we first heard what's your damage Mm -hmm. in a movie, unless they did it in Valley Girls. I don't know. Okay. Buffy's mom, we only see her briefly, but she's got a a sweet tracksuit, big hair. And then later she's going to a party. She's got a blue bodysuit that's like bejeweled. Mm. It's amazing. Also, when they're trying to come up with the theme for the dance and they're talking about the environment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how Buffy really thinks it should be about the environment. And she's like, The environment, I'm telling you, it's totally key. The earth is in terrible shape. We could all die. Besides, Sting's doing it. <laughs> I mean, Sting, he just spans all decades for me. Yeah. But I just love that he's always been hip. And he's still hip, man. He's still totally hip, man. <laughs> and so is the environment, man. <laughs> Totally hip. What I love here, too, is that Cassandra, she's like, okay, what do you guys think about the ozone layer? And Buffy says, yeah, we got to get rid of that. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I remember like back then first learning about the ozone layer. And being very, very worried. Worried about all the Aquanet I was using. Yes, same here. Like (laughs) I had to stop using this hairspray. And like rave. Remember Mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. More so Aquanet for me, but Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I thought that was very telling of the time. Very. Also, there's a moment where Buffy's questioning Merrick's sanity and she says, does Elvis talk to you? (laughs) Which I just think people wouldn't say that now. No, they wouldn't. Except maybe they would now that Elvis is cool again because of the new movie. Yeah, could bring it back. Because our 14-year-old niece, her favorite artist is Elvis suddenly, I think because of this movie. Just because of the new movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm guessing that that's why suddenly... He's her favorite artist. It's got to be because she watched that movie. Like, I feel like he did disappear from the public view for quite a long time. Yeah, but when we were growing up, people still taught, even though he had already passed. Right. We're still watching Elvis movies. He was still on our stamps. Yes, still on our stamps. Music was still playing. And then he just kind of went away. Yeah, which I'm glad that people are talking about him again, because I think that there was probably a set of certain kids that didn't hear about him much. Yeah, like who? Like- They may hear about the Beatles or something, but maybe they don't hear about Elvis, Mm -hmm. which is so weird to think about. Right. Now, this is one I've noticed in another movie, but I did also notice in this one, the paddle in Principal Murray's office on his wall. Yes. You were talking about that in that My So-Called Life episode. Yes. The guns and gossip episode. Very much so signs of the time. You don't see that anymore. Right. The only other things I had written down, the wallpaper in Buffy's room. 
just not a common thing to see in bedrooms these days, mm-hmm. teen bedrooms especially. And then there's one point where, or actually I think there's a couple of times in the movie where you see this bottle of like sparkling water, no label, but it's very clearly <laughs> a clearly Canadian bottle. Clearly Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to love getting clearly Canadian when I was a kid I and a teenager. Think, I don't think I ever had that. <gasps> really? Yeah. I, they, they still exist. I think they actually follow us on Instagram. I drank so much of that. <laughs> <laughs> a Listen, joke. A I joke. really would love for them to sponsor us. But I mean, I've mentioned it before. I remember walking to the convenience store down the street and getting like teen magazines, like Big Bopper, yeah. Tiger Beat, that kind of stuff. Getting some candy, like some Zots and an Astro Pop, the sucker, not the mm-hmm. popsicle, and a bottle of Clearly Canadian. I liked the cherry or the strawberry. Yeah, I didn't have any of that, uh, what you'd say, money. <laughs> so I didn't you've get talked, any Clearly Canadian. Stop it. You've talked about how your dad would give you like 20 bucks every weekend and you'd yes. go spin it. I'd go watch a movie and I would buy football cards with my buddy. That's like me getting a magazine. Yeah, I just didn't think of going to the convenience store. Well, that's on you. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> so accusatory over here. <laughs> you're you're the one blaming me for having During money. the week, I had no money for Clearly this was Canadian. on a weekend. It was on a Saturday morning. Oh, okay. Or afternoon. Like, it was like 11 a.m. on a Saturday. All right. All right. Take it easy. You take it easy. <laughs> all right. So before we go, we're going to tell you the top 10 Top 40 singles for hopefully this week, the week that this episode is coming out, which should be the last week of October, but this was in 1992. Number 10 from Arrested Development, People Every Day. Number nine from Snap, Rhythm is a Dancer. Number eight from En Vogue. Free your mind. I told you every time I think of 1992, I think of En Vogue. Yes, you makes do. Makes sense. <laughs> Number seven from High Five. She's playing hard to get. She's Number six, a tape that would have been in my little Walkman from House of Pain, Jump Around. I can't make it down, I can't make it down, so get down to seat and jump around, jump around, jump around, jump around, jump up, jump up and get down. Number five, from Madonna, Erotica. Number four, from the heights. Yes. How do you talk to an angel? How do you talk to an angel? How do you hold it close to where you are? Oh, I love that song so much. Makes me happy. Another song I love, number three, from PM Dawn, I'd Die Without You. That I would not do. Since I 
Number two from Patti Smith, Sometimes Love Just Ain't Enough. And top of the list from Boys to Men, Into the Road. I've shared the story. Yeah. This was the first song I ever danced with a boy to. It's iconic. So many memories. What a great list. What a great top 10 list. Very middle school for me. Very, very sophomore year for me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. As usual, take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye.